Cue music. I've got a mate who calls that the sound of the great Australian bush. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 15 of Another Dungeon. We're totally not recording this back-to-back with episode 14. No, not at all. No. Not at all. I'm just always over no. here drinking beer. Yeah, and yeah. We're, we get more jovial with every yeah, episode that we yeah. record. Yeah. And I'm going to have to nick off halfway through this episode to get refills. Damn it. Planning, Dave. Planning. I'm joined, as you can probably guess, by Mr. Dan Lehman again. G'day, g'day. How are you since we last spoke a week ago? Well, I'm one good day better. I think I only said one before. <laughs> Fucking hell. By the fifth episode you're on, this going to get old. I'll laugh, Aaron. Just be me saying good day. Good day, good day, good day, Peter Russell Clark. Hi, Internet. How are you all? Do you want to wait for them to message us a response or can we proceed? I'm the only listener anyway, so. Now we've got two now. (laughs) (laughs) Paul heard that we talked about him last episode. I thought it was Pato that we said he was a necessary evil. Nah, Pato doesn't listen. (laughs) Why would he? (laughs) That's alright, I don't listen to his. Bunch of rubbish. Video games. (laughs) Who plays those? Nah. Well, I do actually. What are we going to talk about this week? Well, I'm going to start with the video game. Because oh. I got a new phone um, After talking with Andy about his S7 I thought, yeah, I'm going to get in on that Yeah, cool, it comes with a free VR headset Sweet I'm going to buy one two days after the offer ends <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> I don't really care about getting a so free So you did get the VR headset with yours Because nah. the way Andy was describing it, it seemed sort of cool It, it made me I'm, I'm a dedicated Samsung user So mm. um, I'm looking for Have the Have you next seen the, um, the reactions to VR porn? I've seen one video I've got to say right now hands down putting aside the whole porn add-on aspect now that's what we're talking about the funniest VR reaction video I've ever seen was a guy who had a VR headset on going on a roller coaster Ah, and someone pushed him on the shoulder and the poor bastard just completely lost it the vertigo he felt straight away was just phenomenal he was was trying not to fall on his ass he was squatting down and the the two people run in and they grab him and he's kicking and nearly kicking the test and no one takes the fucking headset off him no I mean you could have instantly stopped You could have instantly stopped the situation by just removing the headset from his eyes. Yeah, but they're all going, no, VR is new. This is like $10,000 worth of setup. Stop kicking, you prick. (laughs) The fact that he was in the middle of a shopping centre, so, you know, it's funny to observe. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I I got my new Samsung S7, and um, so I immediately decided to play games. And I realised that there are no exclusives on Android that I want to play anymore. (laughs) So I downloaded Clash of Clans because I've been really addicted, as I mentioned another few times, on Clash Royale. Um, And I thought, well, I wrote off Clash of Clans as a freemium piece of crap um, without ever having played it because that's the type of guy I am. (laughs) I yeah. like basing my judgments on yeah. purely speculation. It's not that you shoot from the hip; you just make assumptions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I downloaded it and I tried it, and and I think I was right. Um, <laughs> so you load it up, 
and you immediately get some money and then you raid some goblins and then you it says cool build now 20 troops so you hold down the button and it goes 20 troops and it goes it's gonna take six minutes and 30 seconds you can speed it up with a gem and i went yeah okay see you later so i have actually kept at it i didn't say fuck that and stop i have actually kept at it but it is continually like that so i've got to get my head out of the mentality of Clash Royale where you can fire it up and you can play a quick game whenever you want. If you want to pay extra and buy extra chests and stuff, that's all cool. This one, you fire it up, you do a battle, you set your other stuff in motion and then you're going back to it tomorrow. Right, okay. So if you've got that mentality or you're happy to pay, um, then it's fine. It's still not what I'd necessarily... Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. But we've got a pretty good... Like in Clash Royale, we've actually got a really good clan. The another dungeon so clan So I've not played Clash Royale. Are you, are you playing AI? Are you playing other players? Other people. Right. It's all okay. a three-player so match. Yes. Real time. Yep. Um, you've got eight cards in your deck. Yep. I won't talk about it too much because we've uh, covered it before, I think. But you've got eight cards in your deck. You'll get four of them at any one time. Each yep. costs a certain amount of mana. Your mana fills up sequentially over time, yep. and you just play your cards. They well, automatically can, go can, and attack the other person. Well, you can powers. buy and slash acquire gems that help you speed up some parts of no. that process. Oh, no, 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 no. They don't affect gameplay. So oh. the way it works is um, you can level up your cards. Say you've yep. got goblins. They yep. start at level one. You can get more cards by drops mm-hmm. from doing fights, um, and they will level them up more. There's a shop that you can spend coins or gems and buy better chests better cards etc etc but each time you level up one of your characters using cards you get experience points which adds to a cumulative total right the thing with that is that when you match matchmake against another player it's based on that score so if you pay a hundred bucks and go and level yourself right up to the top good for fucking you you've got a great deck that you are against other people with equally great decks and if they've fought their way up there they know how to use the deck yeah they're more experienced than you yeah yeah so it is actually extremely extremely well balanced in that regard so you you effectively yeah in that situation become the equivalent of some fuckwit playboy who's just bought himself you know into Mm. formula three racing because daddy's rich (laughs) and you have no idea how to race that car but everyone else does yeah, well, no, yeah, okay. don't pick on Paul Morris. He's all right. <laughs> Jesus, sorry, no, he's Paul. not Formula One, is he? No, he's not. No, he's I did say going, Formula God Three. Damn it! I, I said like Formula Three because no one that races in Formula Three matters. <laughs> However, this is a podcast about games, so let's get back on point, shall we? So yeah, anyway, I tried Clash of Clans, um, and just yeah, it's okay, but it's not for me. Mm. Let's move on to something that is for me. What did we discuss? Oh, Blockus or Quirkle? Blockus. So we're we, we, talk we, about we touched on Blockus last week. Well, not touched on. We discussed Blockus. <laughs> so let's talk about Quirkle. That was that was that's a game that I'm going to rank in the surprisingly awesome mm. category. Um, it I've... just turned out to be really, really good. Yeah, for me. So it's like Scrabble in a way. You've got tiles that you bring into your hand. Six tiles, I think, at any one time. And each one has one of six shapes and is one of six colours. I think it's six colours as well, yeah. Right, so six shapes and six colours. In a row, you can have either six different shapes in one colour or six tiles of in the, the same, same shape, shape. but different colours. But different colours. So, and that's the only rule. 
yeah, that's pretty much it. And, you and, get and so the, the shapes are your typical, you know, square, circle, whatever. Hmm. Um, and and fucking orange can... clover. <laughs> yeah, I haven't <laughs> forgotten. You, Chris. That was that was a particularly <laughs> that was a particularly good play. I was proud of it. Um, the reason. Yeah. Let me just quickly explain why it's stupid. Fucking orange clover. So we're playing and. Dan and I both pointed out this killer move that's worth like 21 points. Most moves are worth. We two should explain to, two so to very ten. quickly that the point scoring. No, no, is no. Based I'm on... talking about fucking oh. orange clover. Okay. Not so it, they don't anything. need to know anything about it other than, right? It's this killer move. We've both been well aware of it. I draw the required orange clover into my hand. I'm excited. Kirsty takes her turn, and then Dan puts the goddamn tile down because he drew it the turn before. Oh, and I've just thumped the table, so I'm apolog- I apologise for all the spikes on that. But, oh. So the way the scoring works in Quirkle is that you uh, gain a point for every tile that you've placed for each time that it overlaps upon uh, another a tile. A row or a column, um, yeah. So if you place down three tiles that overlap by one tile on another row then effectively you'll score three for each of the tiles you place, plus an additional point for the overlapping tile. If you can overlap across more than one tile, however, you start to compound those points. Mm. So each of the tiles that overlaps is then worth two points. You know, one one for each time it touches on the other in the, in the row that you've placed, and of course one for, uh, for each overlap. So if you're able to then place down five tiles with a three-tile overlap, you start to really build up those points in a given turn. And that's where the complexity came in. I think this is why I didn't like the game. Mm. Because when I first played it... So I bought this as a game to play with my kids. Because I thought the colours, the shapes, it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm not a huge Scrabble fan because I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like games that make me realise how stupid I am. That's why I don't like articulating. But, um, yeah, I thought this would be something fun I could play with them, and, and it just didn't work out that way. And I don't mean to blow smoke up your ass, but I think playing with you, it became a hell of a lot more competitive, and I realised a lot more, yeah. I think it's, the, uh, the thing that I appreciate is that it forces you to think across two dimensions. So, you know, the human brain is not geared to just look at, you know, a set of coloured shapes and go, oh, I can think about both of those things at once. You're, you're I can only think ever going to think of things at once. Can you? Yeah. Oh, so beer and peanuts. Yeah. That, yeah, no, that's fine. That and totally works. Chili corn, but they are related. From Dan Murphy's, which <laughs> Dan was sponsor us. We get that many of them. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> we should just buy shares. Um, no, but the point is that your 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 brain is instinctively going to go into a single mode of operation at any given point. So you're either going to say, "Okay, I'm thinking about shapes right now. So what's missing from this line of shapes? Oh, a star. Okay, great. I'll look for a star of the right color." Or you're looking at a line of colors and going, "What color is missing from that sequence?" Hmm. That's the problem um, that... Well, not the problem, sorry. That's the challenge this game presents. It forces you to think about two different sequences potentially at the same time. Yeah, because the biggest scoring ones are the ones where... If you can overlap on on both a row and a column at once with with a run of tiles, you're starting to build up some serious points in a play. I was going to say, so there was a vertical column of five, say, shapes, and Dan placed a vertical column of five shapes beside it but three overlapped. Yeah. So you got the five f- for that, plus two for each of the overlaps, because he created two horizontals, which made 11 points yeah. right off the bat for a simple... It was actually... It was better than that. It was more points, but 
there are moves that just are, are, are mind blowing. Well, that's the beautiful thing. Right? If, you can, so as, if you can see them, <laughs> as, as the table of tiles builds up, and and it's you know you've got all these fingers of tiles or rows and columns building out in shapes. Fingers of, of tiles. Fingers. Fingers like. You know, no, you can say it again. Like, it doesn't make like it any clearer. Peninsulas. Would that make more sense? Rows no. and columns. Let's talk about rows and columns, folks. Yeah. Um, speak like a normal person. Oh, Jesus. I'm so sorry. Fuck, I'll drink another beer. Um, <laughs> this is why it does review for the yeah. website. Yeah. Fucking yeah. fingers. This is, why, this is why it's only half of my second fucking podcast. It probably won't be a third. <laughs> um, so you've got these rows and these columns that are sticking out. And, and where you see these these junctions of rows and columns, and you, you're looking for that, that killer move. You're looking for what's that one tile that fits mm. into that corner. And can I build on that corner? You know, so what's especially good is if you, you can merge on a row and a column at the same time, you fit a tile into the corner, but it also allows you to build more down. We should add, by the way, that you, you must build in sequential tiles. You can't leapfrog over and build a column across an existing row where, oh, you know, point. say tile number two was an existing mm. tile on a row that went across. You have to sequentially build your rows and columns. Um, all your tiles must join up that you're playing at once. And it, and it's... Um, it forces you to think in, in, in two two dimensions, is the way I'm putting it, and I think it's it, it was well, a dimensions really, really is much that. better than fishes and scones, fingers and, and peninsulas, fingers yeah. and fucking. You'll fix that in post, though, right? I won't look like yeah, a yeah. fuckwit there. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry, buddy. I guess <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I trust him, um, and so I think the value I see is actually. You said, you know, I thought it'd be a great game to play the kids and then you didn't see the value until you played some adults. I can actually see the value in bringing this game to the kids mm. because it's going to force them to think laterally in two different ways. No, you're just going to get grumpy when they don't start thinking. You go, no, that's not the move. No, Stop it, I wait. I watched that's... you playing Blockus last time when Kurt... All right, shut awesome. up, shut up. <laughs> Kirsty... <laughs> Kirsty and the kids finished playing Blockus and then Dan's walked over and go. Oh, you can probably do this. And then, damn near, everyone's walked away from the table and Dan's going around the other four players going, oh, and that can go there and that can... <laughs> that was actually my OCD kicking you, in. I can't you bear to see something incomplete. <laughs> no, oh, I, think I am <laughs> so going to cut off the recording for the podcast there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, it's at that point that I'll probably hit the unsubscribe button. <laughs> oh yeah, there are listeners to this. Uh, as long as we're having fun. <laughs> no, I, th- I think um, the, the the game has a lot of value. If you want to teach your kids to think in different ways and and force them to not force them, but bring them around to thinking creatively about solutions to problems. Uh, a game like Quirkle is is uniquely placed to help deliver that. But you know, this isn't a learning podcast. This is a podcast. Say, What's the next one on the fucking list? I just on? think it's fun. It is a fun game. It's a very fun game. And it comes in a bag, and it's it's actually like oh, really nice wooden, wooden tiles. tiles. They're yeah. painted wooden tiles. Yeah, they could have just gone with just cards. Feel of quality, you know that, yeah. that 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 chunky sound that they make. I love it. I think it was um I think it was pretty cheap from memory too. Yeah. It was about 40 bucks or something. Do we know the publisher? We haven't got it around ever. Uh, it, it, I can go and get it if a, you want. No, it's a good game. It's a really good game. Hmm. Um, next. Yeah, I have a list. I'm organised. Hanabi. So last night I introduced Kirsty, my wife, to Hanabi, which is a um, two to five player game. And the thing I liked about Hanabi when I first saw it is so the way it works is you are a bunch of incompetent um, fireworks 
Assemblymen. Technicians, that's a better word. Um, fishers. <laughs> Fingers. Um, you're a bunch of... And you've, you've mucked up your fireworks. You've mixed them all together in the box. And you don't know what's what. You pick up a hand of five cards, but you hold them with the faces of the cards facing the other players. So you don't actually see what your cards are, but you can see what everyone else's cards are. It's a cooperative game, and your goal is to give away hints that enable other players to place down cards in the right order. So the right order is there are five different colours, or six if you want to use the variant that makes it more difficult, but we'll say five. Five different colours. You need to place the one card first, then the two, then the three, four, five on top of each other. When you complete five, you've completed that firework in the in the correct order. So the hints that you can give other players... So on your... Sorry, let me backtrack for a sec. So on your turn, you can either play a card out of your hand um, or you can give a hint to someone or you can trash a card and get another card in its place. If you play a card and it's wrong then there's a little stack of fuse tokens. If the fuse tokens run out, which is after only three mistakes, then you lose the game. Your fireworks have gone off early. Yeah. If you choose to give a hint, hints are easy. I can say to Dan, right, you have two green cards, and I can point at the two green cards. Or I can say you have three number one cards. Or I can say you have one number one card. So you can say the number or the colour and point at the number of cards. So sometimes you'll need two rounds. So if you want to tell him he's got a green one, Kirsty, if you're listening, (laughs) wait until I've given you the second hint. We we didn't do too well. <laughs> actually, actually, we didn't do too bad. We didn't do too bad, and it was our first game. So, well, our first game together. Um, what's I talking about? You, oh, you giving can, a you hint. Can give us only so yeah, you can give yeah. those hints. There are eight little clock tokens in the on the table as well. Each time you give a hint, you have to put one of those into the box. When you're out of hint tokens, the only way you can get a hint token back is to trash a card. Yep, that's right. So near the end of the game with Kirsty, um, like we had all the ones down. So she pointed at my hand at one point and said, "You have three ones," and pointed to three ones. And I went, "Cool, there's three tokens we can get back rather easily." So it's a really, really interesting game because you're really relying on how well you know the other people. So Kirsty and I did all right. I remember uh, Greg, you, I, and Tim. Maybe Tim. No, we wouldn't have played a cult. No, I'm pretty sure it was Tim. Really? Yeah, I, I'm almost dead certain it was him. You mustn't have known him very well at that stage. <laughs> well, maybe we just didn't trust his hints. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember Greg was forgetting some of the hints that we gave. Yeah. And then, you know, you sort of get, especially in a four-player game, you get around to your turn and you go, Shit, what was Shit. I told again? All right, you told yeah. me them, Ah, oh, one of these was white. Which one? Ah, oh, damn it. The game yeah. would be so much better with a pencil and paper for each player, now that I think about it. Probably a good reason why they left it out. (laughs) I offer pencil and paper at my days. (laughs) But look, it's a lot of it. it Was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, Yeah, definitely. I I, I thought it was. um, It was. It was one of those rare cooperative games that um, that really made you stretch your memory, stretch your imagination—not your imagination, but stretch those boundaries where you had to truly keep track of what everyone was telling you. You can't just go, oh, great, thanks, I've got a red card somewhere, and then discard that hint. You needed to track those hints. It was that simple. Um, and if you didn't, then 
potentially you, you, you'd sit there and go, well, shit, I still can't play a card, or if I do this, am I going to get it right or wrong? There's an element of gambling too. I remember when we played, there was it got down to a point where mm. I think we were pretty much out of, all but out of fuses. There was no hints left, and it was literally we needed one more card to play to finish the game, and, and I think we ended up taking a gamble on it, and we, we got it. Yeah. Um, so there's an element of the risk-taking as well, which, yeah, made for it. Made for an interesting game. Yeah. Well, it's in, important to note, so you lose the game if the fuse runs out. We lost the game last night because the fuse ran out. Yep. But if you exhaust the pile of fireworks cards, your score is determined based on how many points you acquired, which yep. is the face value of all the fireworks you managed to complete. Yep. So it's one of those good games. Not only is it co-op, which not many games are, but it's also... It's got a nice... Grading scheme. It's not win or lose. Yeah. It's how well did you win. Yeah. You know what how I mean? Well, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I've just snuck off and grabbed the uh, the uh, Quirkle box. It's Ventura Games. I there didn't realise that. Mm. And now we're going to take a quick break because I've drunk enough beers that I need to go to the toilet. Okay. <laughs> Back soon pause. after a message from these sponsors. <laughs> Okay, welcome back everybody. Well, not welcome back everybody. You guys haven't had a break. No, no. You, you'll welcome back, Dan. Post. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Jeez. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I'm going to leave all that in. Yeah, you know. might as well. Yep. I wish I'd taken my mic off when I went the to the toilet. Yeah, you yeah. should have turned the gate up. Yeah, well, that's great. <laughs> uh, what else are we... I know I shouldn't be thinking about games we just played together. I played Ticket to Ride with Kirsty last night, but we don't need to review that. Just bloody buy it. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah that game um, means no thought. Just get it. As in... No thought about whether you do or don't. Yeah. Just buy it. It's perfect. It is totally awesome. Yeah. Um, what about No Thanks? We played that recently as I well. I just got my copy yesterday. Oh, really? Yes. You got the original like yeah, me? Yeah, the original. Or? Yeah, okay. first edition. I think... Um, I, I understand the second edition allows for more players. Um, I think that's what Glenn got. Yeah. The... I, look, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, first edition... Original and best, as far as I'm concerned, is just so simple. I, yeah. I'll give you a perfect example. It arrived last night. Um, the kids weren't with us last night, so dear listeners, I have a couple <laughs> of step kids. So for a couple of nights a week, they, they hey baby, the kids us. aren't here. <laughs> Want to play a card <laughs> game? Say no thanks. You know, it's like what you say every other night, but this time we use cards. <laughs> so Lisa doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Hence why I felt confident enough to make that joke. Um, so on literally spur of the moment last night, I said, oh, man, come and check out this game I've just got, blah, blah, blah. Within two minutes, we were playing it, and she understood it. It, it was that simple. Mm. Tonight, um, uh, Christian, who has played No Thanks with us before, um, he jumped on straight away, and he, he convinced his sister, Alyssa, to come over. And Alyssa, who hadn't played it before... Again, come over? What, is come she over no longer living table. at your house? No, to the table, as in, you know, as usual, sitting on the couch on a fucking iPhone. Um yeah. She she came and joined us, and within two minutes, not only was she playing, she won the first two games. Wow. So, No Thanks is one of those games I rank in the astoundingly simple in execution, and that's what makes it so bloody good. But there's so much strategy in it. Like, it's there not is. just... Yeah. yeah. There's, there's strategy... So, there's strategy in collecting... Um, points that benefit you or cards with with point values that benefit you um, their strategy in denying your rival's card point 
with with point values that benefit them, and their strategy in trying to leech them of their uh, their tokens <laughs> uh, and get them into your hand. Um, because strategy. ultimately those those tokens add up to negative yeah. points. And and so for those that haven't played it, uh, No Thanks is all about having the least points at the end of the game, not the most. Um, you uh, you get positive points for the card values you take, and they're, they're at face value, and negative points for the tokens you're left holding in your hand. Um, and at any point, there's a card in the middle of the table, and you have two options. You either take it into your hands and have the points, or you say No Thanks and put a token on it. If you take a card... With tokens on it into your hand, you get the card and all those tokens. So you really get to the point where you're like, well, I didn't want the 25 card before, but now it's a 25 card with 11 tokens. So, yeah, so the net yeah. score is 24, and I can fuck Dan by, <laughs> by taking... Him. Oh, that's right, so we, we didn't should, say that. We say. So if you manage <laughs> you know to what? stack... Just, just watch the Another yeah. Dungeon How to Play yeah. video, then we don't have to... Have you done it. one yet? Yeah. Oh, cool. A couple okay. of weeks ago. Yeah. You're obviously but, a subscriber. Fuck you. Yeah, uh, I am, but... Oh, well, Next week, you know. we'll have someone new on the podcast. <laughs> Between us, a drink as much beer as me. Um, so, yeah, the whole point is that... Well, my you, beer. If you... How yes. is that a how is that a positive? <laughs> it's a positive for me, so whatever. <laughs> um, if you stack up cards of sequential values, then only the lowest value in that stack counts towards your points at the end. Mm. So you can stack up cards, you know, 28 through 34, only the 28 will count if you have all of those cards in sequence in your in your in front of you by the end of the game. So um, yeah. there is definitely value there. The thing to remember is that the cards are number 3 to 34, but 9 are removed at random before the start of the game. So you don't know mm. which of the remaining cards are what. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of gambling going yeah. on. Oh, look, I've got 21, 22, and 24, 25. God, I hope it, the 23. And then it turns out the 23 was pulled out of the deck at the start of the game and you're yeah, fucked. But it's yeah. educated guesses. Like, you, yeah. you, it's never, you don't ever feel that you're completely um, at the mercy of luck. No, you are. You are, but because it, if, if out of... Every decision... Yeah. is a calculated risk. Like you're going, all right, now I know if I take... Say I've got the 22 and the 20, 22 and the 23. Yep. I know if I take the 20 that there is a certain risk based on the number of cards that are left in the deck. So the game ends when the deck's out of cards. Um, based on the number of cards that are left, there's a, there's a certain element of... Well, there's a chance that that card could there be is. in there. But and depending on how many players, there's a chance that Dan won't be a cunt and take that, <laughs> and take that 21 just because he knows I damn that well want happen. it. Um, but what I can... Look, and that's, I think that's the dual nature of it. Again, astoundingly good in its simplicity mm. because the gameplay itself is so straightforward. The cards are straightforward. The, the tokens... There is literally a bag of tokens and, and a number of cards from 3 to 34. Five, I think it is. I think yeah. Um, and you remove nine from the deck before you start. It, it's that's it. Um, what I appreciated was you're also looking at the value of a card to you, the cost of that card to you, and the same for your opponent who's next in line. Mm. So you might sit there and go, "Well, yes, I could take that eleven with three tokens on it," which effectively means a net present value to me of, of gaining eight points in my hand. But the guy who's next in line could actually reduce his hand point value 
by, I don't know, another eight points because he's got nine so he's through got, six. Or he's yeah, got, seven, he's eight, got, nine, ten. Yeah, exactly. And if he grabs it. Yeah, at the end of the day, you're, you're, it, you're, it's much about depriving your opponents of reducing their mm. hand value and you're balancing that off against increasing your own hand value. Well, it's, another one of the interesting strategies I love is, say I've got 29, 30, 31, yep, and the 33, get, 34. And the 32 turns up. The 32 turns up. Yeah. I'll purposefully say no thanks and let it yeah. go a few rounds and build up some tokens because I'm like, well, yeah. no one's going to want to take a hit of 32 points they can't negate later. And that kind of little bugger Alyssa figured that yeah. out very quickly oh, in really? the games we played tonight. <laughs> and she's gone, oh, I can leech tokens from people with yeah. this card. Yeah, it's a no very good strategy that. because yeah. if anyone takes it, yeah. they're, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we played with the... Um, so when we played recently, we played with the rule variant, <clears throat> which is where you get 10 tokens each, and you remove the 10, 20, and 30 card, and six other cards. Mm. So you know if you get the 33, the lowest you can get is 31. Yep. It's not going to... Yeah, it was, a, it was a very interesting variant. Although, perfectly honest, I think we both preferred the, uh, yeah, the original. I think... So. I think- it really, it, it. I preferred the uncertainty of knowing all nine cards than I did of not knowing six of them and knowing three of them that have been taken. We just out. like laughing at each other when our yeah, perfectly true. laid plans yeah. fall on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the <laughs> ultimate game for those who who enjoy Schadenfreude. Um, if you just like. <laughs> to laugh at other people's misery is nothing better than watching your opponent grab a 34 and a 32 hoping he's going to get the 33 and then watching that that look of realisation pass over the face yep. he's going yeah, yeah there's fucked. no 33 you've got here. 66 points there that you can't reduce yep. and that's that's pretty cool <laughs> but it really cleverly mixes that gambling with mm. it, it's it's yeah. an amazing game. It really and that's blew what I'm me saying. Away. It's yeah. it's awesome and it's astounding simplicity. It really is. Yeah, yeah it's up there as one of my favourites. That yeah. and as I said, Sushi Go. That um, yeah. was it. Robots S- and rockets. Sushi Go was done by the same person as oh, Archaeology. Archaeology. That's another one of my favourites. Oh, that's a brilliant game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thoroughly that's a great that. game. Yeah, go really? and get Archaeology, dear listener. Great game. That's my next purchase. Oh, dear listener. I think he said me. dear listener. Me, your daughter, your listener. Lissa. No, no, me. Me, <laughs> so I'm the only listener according to the yeah. last part podcast. Uh, no, no, we've uh, we've improved significantly since then. Oh, what did right. I say, an extra oh, one at the one start? One week, yeah. No, well, since in the past half an hour, we've gone up to 734. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully That's... none of those are our respective wives and partners. Hmm. Well, mine's all right. I haven't said anything horrible about Kirsty. Yeah. Oh, no, I blamed her yeah, for... Yeah, you did, yeah. Oh. No, I cracked that joke about no thanks. But that's fine. I mean, it can't get any worse than it already is. I know Moving the, right along. I, I know the editor. <laughs> Game. yeah. Games, huh? Uh, what else have we got? Well, we don't have a lot of time. We're left. pretty much out of time, but um, we did play Munchkin together recently. Your Munchkin. Star Munchkin. Space, star, star, star Munchkin. Munchkin. Star, space, star Munchkin. I mean, Star Munchkin. Which, it is Star Munchkin. Yes, my game, but you, you, it was a gift from you. To yeah, me. Deluxe, because the cunt likes charging $15 <laughs> extra to give you a bloody board. That yeah. should have been included. Yeah. Right. Steve Jackson, if you're listening to this podcast, include the shit to play your game with your goddamn games. Yeah. If you give us zombie dice, include a damn notepad. Don't charge $12 for a score pad to count brains. Yeah, you know what, Jackson? Include it. I went and got a fucking free app on my phone to do it instead. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the apps as well. <laughs> 
Remember yeah, the apps are like got, seven or eight bucks. The beauty of your zombie dice is I just got a free score counter app that just I mean it's just score counting. It's, it's so do I, but yeah. it does annoy me that you yeah. pay twenty bucks for thirteen dice and it doesn't even come with some score sheets. That, that said, that's a Munchkin, bad example. Munchkin is an excellent game. Munchkin needs a damn board. It's not an variants. excellent game. It is. It's I an okay it. game. Oh, I, I enjoy it. playing it with you and Tim Only because of the backstabbiness. <laughs> no, but that, that's what I mean. As a yeah. social game, I love it. Yep. The mechanics of the game, it's a piece of shit. Really? How much time did we spend debating or looking up what card rules meant? Yeah, but we were filling our way with Star March. I mean, we played the, the no, original No, we do variant. it every time we play the original as well. Yeah. How much can you carry in your hand? I don't know. Oh, let's look up on the forum. How many big things? Yeah, okay. yeah let's yeah, look yeah, up I'll on the forum. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. It, it's, it's very ambiguous. And, I mean, look, so what? A lot of games are. And, and Munchkin... Munchkin's no exception. As I said, it's, it's, we have a lot of fun playing it. It's not something I will play all the time. No. But every time I play for the first hour... <laughs> I really enjoy it, and then Second you get to the hour, point and go, "Yeah." By the third hour, you're going, "All right, are we ready to admit?" Well, I didn't make the third hour. I went off to cook hamburgers. You did. I let Sai yeah. take over for me, and then I took over from you, and was playing against myself, which was very strange. So I don't know how long that break was before, and so I don't know how much time I got left. Yeah, five minutes. We've got a couple of minutes. Okay, so um, one game you... that we played last game day that I really, really I mean, enjoyed. Can't start a new game. Was... No, no, no. This one yeah, was great, and, and you and I did talk about it briefly. Mark brought it along the last game, say Lord of the Fries. Ah, I didn't um, play this. And that was genuinely on. fantastic, and I don't know why. I, I'm still thinking it through. But it's very, very simple, that effectively um, the deck of cards is is um, put together based on a set menu. So there's different menus. The, the idea is that you're working at a restaurant called Lord of the Fries, and uh, you, you pick a menu out, you build the deck from that menu, you deal the deck Lord out. Lord of the Fries exists? Um, uh, it's a vegetarian piece of shit restaurant that's food tastes like rubbish. Oh, okay. Oh, Did they know that? It no, probably actually. You know what? Their food tastes like it's made from the cards in this card game. Well, there you go. There's probably linkage there. That's there's, what you get yeah. when vegetarians say, "Oh, look, it's a vegetarian hot dog. Tastes just like the real thing." No, it doesn't. Lord no, it of the doesn't. fries. Neither do your hamburgers. Your fries are all right, but your burgers and hot dogs are shit. I, I fear we've de- even Kirsty is a vegetarian. No, no, no. This is important. Lord of the fries need to hear this. If if you don't say it, how are they going to learn and heal and, and, and repair? Welcome to another Dungeon Soapbox, folks. I'm not. <laughs> this isn't another Dungeon. That's Tim's podcast. Well, it's called AD Fireside. Fireside. You called it AD Fireside. No, it's called Fireside. I'm pretty sure it's called AD Fireside. No, the picture Fireside. says AD Fireside. Oh, so the, you can see how I was confused. That's the directory that it's in on my computer. <laughs> Carry on. Along. Back to the game. The deck is built based that on the menu that like you pick. The, uh, hot dogs the deck is then dealt out. I'm just going to keep on cruising through it. The deck That's is right, then dealt out, out evenly to all players. <laughs> oh, no, I can't. No. <laughs> Carry on. The deck is dealt out evenly to all players. And then you literally take turns. There, There is a starting player. You call or roll a dice to determine the menu item that is in play. Uh, off that set menu card and then if you have the cards to meet that menu item or that dish off the menu I should say then you effectively keep all the cards that have been played so effectively you know you might play one particular How dish do you know might what require the menu items are? so there's there's a couple of uh, effectively cheat cards or reference cards put in front of all players oh so there's like a menu yeah so there's literally the menu and so the way the way you might roll them up is you roll a, a, a couple of d6s the first d6 determines which zone of the menu the item's coming from the second d6 determines which item on that okay. zone yep or 
if it's your turn, you can also choose to call the menu item. So you're specifically naming a menu item off a given zone. Um, the difference being that if you can't play the cards that, that fulfill that particular dish, that customer's order off the menu, you have to pass a card to another player. The player you pass it to depends on whether you called or rolled the menu. I'm probably going to get this wrong, but if you roll the menu item, then you pass the card to the next player. And if you call the menu item, then it gets passed to the player that called it. Hey. I think that's how it is. Anyway. First, first rule of social media, say something wrong, you're guaranteed to get a thousand comments. Yeah, if yeah, you do everything yeah, right, yep. no one will say anything. Try us, please. Be, I yeah. must be super fucking accurate. <laughs> or have no listeners. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah. I'm super accurate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, long, long story short, you know, you, you, you fill these menu items with your customer orders and uh, at, the end of the, uh, at the end of the game, once all, all cards are played out and there's no more players to be had, you, you tally up the points. So certain uh, menu components are worth more or less points than others. Fries might be worth one or two points, all the way up to uh, rarer cards, which might be uh, cheese, um, bird, cow, fish. Cheese isn't actually. Cheese was four points. I think bird, fish, and cow were worth like five or six points. Try some facts on for size. I'm just going off what the menu was that we played with. Cheese Um, are rare. (laughs) Second later, cheese aren't rare. I mean, God. Rarer than fries and drinks. Um, and I think again it was one of those set collection type games but at the same time the the, the added uh, complexity of having to pass a card to someone else mm. so you might get near the end of the game at the start of the game you go well fuck it I'm just going to give them cheap cards fries and drinks right they're worth one or two points each whatever near the end of the game however the points that are left in your hand that you haven't been able to use subtract from the point value uh, that you've earned. So you're giving so away... So by the end of the game, you're giving away fucking six-point cards, right? Because but like that rare cheese you're talking about. Like that about, very yeah. rare cheese, yeah. Or, or the ever-elusive piece of pie, which was worth seven points on... Piece on, of pie? Yeah, it was a, a piece of pie that was part of a Wouldn't that a dish. be... Was worth seven wouldn't a piece points. of pie be a dish? I don't know. It's, you know, Lord of the Fries, it's a very specific uh, needs restaurant. Yeah. It's um, it was surprisingly good. Um, I, I sat down thinking it wouldn't be that interesting, and we ended up playing three complete games. Well, I remember um, Mark saying he wanted to play it, and yeah. I, as is the case with almost every game day, uh, what I intended to play at the start of the day is does not match play. anywhere. And I think we else... got to eleven thirty at night that night, and um, yeah, Cy and Crystal left, and I went, oh shit, I haven't played half of the stuff I intended to. Something else I've learned about Games Day is Mark will invariably bring a card game that he's just picked up spur of the moment off the shelf somewhere. We get a and few it turns out to be pretty damn actually. cool. Yeah. That other one, and we need to reserve this for another podcast, that one about uh, the broken dimension, uh, the broken realities. Uh, entropy. Entropy. That was That awesome. was really good. We yeah. do need to do um, at least uh, another podcast where we discuss that. Definitely. But we're out of time on this one. Well so out. So shut the fuck up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to drink my beer. Bye. You can find us on the Pub Bros Network alongside other great podcasts. Us and Tim's. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're also uh, we also do written reviews at anotherdungeon.com. We have a YouTube channel where Andy and Tim do video game gameplays, and I do how to play video games. Most recently with my kids, which is an interesting watch. <laughs> I'd be interested to hear what someone who wasn't the parent of the kids thinks, actually. So let me know what you think. Um, you can give us feedback, podcast at another dungeon.com. 
Uh, I've said the website. We're on Facebook, Twitter, blah, 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 blah. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Speak to you next week. Whatever. Fuck off. Bye.